Hey, appreciators, we are coming at you with a very special episode. I know I say that every week, but this one is very special because we are finally honoring the Wyatt's great name. And we are defending a movie that's catching some heat and not the Michael Mann kind of heat. Not the good kind of heat. A uh, Twitter mob pitchforks in hand kind of rushing towards this Frankenstein of a movie. And we want to get in, get in the way and say, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is a good film. This Frankenstein monster actually has a heart of gold on the inside. Yes, yes. If you look deep enough. That's right. So we are defending Halloween Ends. Uh, so hopefully you've seen the film. Uh, so we can dive in and just go spoiler heavy. If not, and you don't care, cool. Look, I feel like if you haven't seen it at this point, we will be convincing you to see it. Yeah. You weren't going to see it on your own, maybe. So. 100%. <laughs> Uh, so once again, for those who don't know, my name is Andrew. I am the Michael Myers and this is my Corey as you will, my sidekick partner in murdering. Yes. (laughs) Evil Corey here to serve. Evil dies tonight. (laughs) The best line from Halloween kills. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, I mean, we'll just get ahead of ourselves here. I mean, how can you not like a movie where Michael Myers has a sidekick? Oh man. Whenever I realized they were doing a group kill or like a like, like a, a team, team like a tag yeah. team kill, I was like, man, was like WWE. Well, yeah. it's so different from like any other mm-hmm. Halloween movie that we've ever seen ever had. So yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, we're what? I mean, we have to be ten plus movies in to this franchise. Yeah, and the fact six, that they're yeah, the fact that they're uncovering stuff that none of the other ones have really already uh, addressed. It's kind of impressive yeah. that they're finding new things. And I know in and of itself, taking a big swing and doing something new doesn't automatically make something good, mm-hmm. but it's still worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it it's respectable to take a big swing. And you're right, it doesn't automatically make it great. But I really enjoy the guts that it takes to take a such a loved and a well-known IP and to say like we're going to take this in a really different direction and at the same time kind of lean more into the um the supernatural part of it yeah a little more which i think is um just such an interesting thing to do and it really grabbed my attention like this movie had my attention the whole time yeah for better or worse there's some things in the movie that it's doing thematically that afterwards gives you something to chew on mm-hmm. and I, I even as a defender of the movie i don't think thematically it's like 100 percent coherent but uh i think what they're going for really makes sense in the context of the halloween universe mm-hmm. especially focusing on haddonfield and how haddonfield as a town is culpable in michael myers's crimes mm. um i thought it was very interesting so we're going to dive into that but first let me uh, pull out the Rotten Tomatoes scores because Whoa. you know it gets serious when we bring in the Rotten Tomatoes. When we start throwing tomatoes around. Yeah. So Halloween ends. Evan, do you want to guess the total tomato meter? The thermometer. The thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> the thermometer. Um, I'm going to say 78%. Bro, no, it's at 40%. It's a 40%. And the audience score, 57%. I would have given it a, probably a 70 or a 75. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's because we're we're defenders. Well, and honestly, here we go. Yeah. Let's let's let me get real here. 
I'm going to be honest. I do not look at anything on Twitter no. at all. I am off of, I'm, I'm off it, baby. I'm yeah. off it, baby. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't look at Twitter. Yeah. You're Henry David Thoreau. You're just out like in nature. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just in the Metaphorically. woods. I was, I just climbed out of my tree house down here yeah. to come and record this podcast. No, I just, I don't have anything to do with Twitter. So I just don't know about all the specific hate. Yeah. Could you fill me in on some of the hate? Yeah, I mean, it's honestly pretty simple. It's it's very split reactions. Even not even just like general audience, but like hardcore Michael Myers Halloween fans. It's mm -hmm. very split, like almost down the middle of people who, like, as soon as the Corey stuff happened, were like, "Yes, I'm on board," and people were like, "Nope, this is not what, this is not what I watch Halloween movies for." Right, right. Um, so, right, would you say that that's kind of a dr a group of traditionalists, like? We don't believe anyone should be here doing this, but Michael Myers. I, like, I think I think it's a bit of both. I think there are some people who 100 percent are like, I watch a Halloween movie for Michael Myers, and people who are like, I 100 percent like that they tried something different and didn't hit for me. So there's both. There's people who are like, in theory, I'm on board with this plot line. Yeah, I didn't think they executed it well. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and we can we can dive into all that, but I, just I think wanna... that's a much more fair criticism yeah. than just not liking the idea of yeah another murderer. I just wanted to make it clear that this is a very split movie. Critics are kind of split on it. Only forty percent of critics gave it a positive score. Audiences yeah. only fifty seven percent gave it a uh, positive score. Uh, but I will say that's pretty that's pretty on brand for the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Outside of the very first one. Yeah, and maybe the 2018 one. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a, you know, a kind of monoculture or a, a singular opinion. One that critics and audiences both all this, like this felt is great. the same about it. Yeah, you know, like ever since Halloween two, like not the Rob Zombie, the original Halloween two came out, the Halloween fandom has been very like love or hate, very split down the middle. Yeah, um, some people love. The third movie, which doesn't have Michael Myers' season of the witch, some people still don't like it. Yeah. Um, four, five, and six kind of have a, depending on which one you're talking about, all three of those kind of have a cult following. Yeah. Um, H2O has its fans. I think really the only movie where people universally hate it is Halloween Resurrection. Mm -hmm. um, and there are lots of Rob Zombie defenders. So it's like, yeah, this is very on brand for the Halloween franchise. Like, yeah. Every every iteration, every movie, every reboot has its fans and has its equal amount of haters. Well, it's kind of the beautiful thing of horror movies is that to a certain extent, they don't get as much funding as other movies. Mm -hmm. And they are a little like, they're a little more like indie films most of the time. And they're unique. Like each one is kind of unique in its mm -hmm. own way. And uh, they're beautiful, I think, for that. It adds to the fun. So that's why you're going to see these avid defenders of movies that yeah. are um, maybe not seen as critically great, but they have a cult following. And it's like, well, this movie was unique and it touched like this group of people. So I don't know. To me, it makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into Halloween ends. Let's... Uh... Let's, let's our, do it. Let's get our boxing gloves on. Let's get our, let's yeah, let's get ready to fight. Yeah, the Creed 3 trailer just dropped, so I'm ready, man. Michael I'm B. Jordan's directorial oh, debut. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Crazy, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. 
So Halloween ends. Let's address the biggest criticism. So okay. the, let's let's defend the Corey element. Yeah. Now I, having been a part of the Twitter universe, I'm on Twitter. Correct. I was prepped by a lot of people saying this movie takes a big departure. This movie doesn't focus on Michael Myers right away. So I was kind of prepped for the Corey storyline. You were not. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to hear your initial thoughts on when. <laughs> When he lets that child fall, well, he doesn't let, but the kid falls from that the child. banister. When he lets that child fall. When that uh, kid had it coming and he yeah. fell off the banister and for like 20 minutes, it's just straight up Corey's life. Yeah. What did you think? So I think, um, first of all, as a, you know, newborn baby, basically to the movie, right. you know, I'm coming in. I don't have any of these, Where you know. Where are you going to take this metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of these, you know, things coming in and trying to to, to change my opinion right. and stuff like that. I am not taking that metaphor any further, okay, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm trying to say, basically, I didn't know anything about it. And first of all, when the movie started, if you don't know anything about it, Corey comes off as very likable. Yeah. Like his story comes off as extremely like oh like i feel bad for this guy kind of mm -hmm. especially once you get kind of past you start seeing the town basically bully him mercilessly yeah you're like man i want this guy to like have a come up you know i want him to to like be able to to rise above but uh you know when you realize basically that that's not going to happen and that he's going a different direction it it um for me personally it was another layer kind of to the to the movie of like oh man i have to say goodbye to like what i wanted for this character mm -hmm. and kind of realize that he's pushing into this evil thing and the town and what he's been through and michael like it's all kind of culminated into him becoming something that uh is evil yeah. And that for me, that journey and that realization of it fully like being realized was the realization of it fully being realized yeah. was uh, was a very interesting journey for me. Um, and, you know, I think it could be argued that it's not, you know, on brand or on, you know, that the themes aren't correct for a Halloween movie. But uh, I think it was a very interesting place to go for me personally, like my, my mind was kind of like bouncing back and forth between like mm -hmm. what I wanted to see this character do and what he was actually becoming. And I was making excuses for him while I was watching the movie. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that kid had it coming. Like, you know, oh, he deserved that. He can like, he can, he can bounce back from that. Like that's understandable. And I'm like starting to like make excuses for the evil stuff yeah. he's doing. And it's taken me down the same path. And then it gets too far yeah. where it's You're just like, like well, oh, I can't. Well, this doctor was a bad doctor. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you know? like, he's yeah. a little sexist. You Whenever know? he stomped the girl's uh, like face under yeah. the fence or whatever i was like wow yeah. she was a bully too once like, he got to the dj i was like he crossed the line yeah. <laughs> okay. he's crossed the line he, he crossed can't. the line you can't kill the dj he's fun take it off my cory like shirt like i'm <laughs> yeah, not yeah. team cory yeah taking um, my t-shirt off okay I'll, I'll say this yeah what um, did you think as somebody that kind of knew it was coming yeah i will say knowing it was gonna happen like really kind of helped me not get like surprised or get like 
too attached. I don't know if this is drastic, like narrative whiplash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no. And genuinely, I got too attached to Corey. I did. Yeah. I was like, I got too caught up in the love story. I got too caught up in like yeah. what I wanted for him. And then I realized it was going the other direction. I was like, oh, I will say like, you know, September, October, I, I watch a lot of horror movies. It's mm -hmm. like pretty much any movie I watch is a horror movie. So I I've been watching a lot of 80s horror movies. Like I just watched Christine a month ago mm. and being in that headspace, I think prepped me for because yeah, that kind of bullying storyline is very 80s. It's very Stephen King where yeah. it's like over the top. That kind of bullying does not exist today. Right. So I think for a lot of modern audiences, it like seems fake. It takes you out of the movie. Um, it seems a little uh, schlocky. Sure. But being in the 80s horror headspace, I was kind of like, yeah, that's just how things work. Yeah, you get bullied, bro. You, you get bullied. People take knives out and like literally threaten to murder you, you know, like <laughs> on the street. Yeah. That's how it was in the 80s. That's just you know? how it works. Yeah. Uh, no parents around ever. Um, you know, it's like. And if they do, they're leaving. If yeah. they are there, they're leaving to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and if the parents are real, they're like psychos, like his mom, you know, like, where have you been? Yeah. Like, but also, I want to make out with you, you know, like, it's like this almost a very like, weird relationship. It's almost almost like wait the mom is like very overprotective but like almost in a way that like they want to like be in love with the i don't know it's like yeah yeah that relation <laughs> yeah that, that was very weird okay anyway but i'm gonna say this and this might be controversial as someone who's been like re-watching all the halloween movies i i think th this movie's treatment of Corey's like interior life and his motivations and this movie being empathetic to Corey as a character mm-hmm the Halloween franchise hasn't done this with the character since Laurie Strode. Yeah. Like this is a franchise really not known for um, character work or being like a character centric movie or character study. It pretty much after the original Laurie Strode storylines, the, the new protagonists are literally just there as lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. You know nothing about really their lives. There's maybe a little lip service like in Halloween, um, four and five, uh, I can't remember, but like Lori's cousin, whoever the new protagonist is, um, you get a little bit of like how bad her household is and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But it's, it's really just the first five minutes and that's it. Then they're mm -hmm. just kind of like a lamb to the slaughter again. Yep. This movie really does work for the first half of the movie as a character study on Corey, as a guy who had an unfortunate accident Yeah. and the town can only see him through the lens of he's the guy who let that kid die. Yeah. And, or maybe he straight up murdered that kid or right. the way yeah. in which a community can take stories of tragedy and, um, pretty much, uh, treat that as another way to create a boogeyman. Yeah. Like communities love boogeymen. Yeah. Uh, and they love having that thing outside of the community that they can blame for the bad, the yeah. ills in the community, instead of looking in the mirror. Yeah. And I think this movie's saying that's what Michael does in the community. Michael mm -hmm. is a boogeyman tale that they use to blame things on. Yeah. Which in the very beginning of Corey's storyline, what's happening? The kid is like, like, oh, Michael Myers is blah blah blah. Like, don't let Michael Myers into the house. And it affects Corey. He's scared, and that's what leads to the accident. Yeah. And the fact that this town can't let Michael Myers go as a boogeyman tale that they take advantage of because they can't do that. Of course, Michael Myers continues to have 
negative impact on the community and the fact that they don't treat the victims of michael myers seriously like laurie strode like her granddaughter like Corey. i mean Corey kind of is a victim of michael myers yeah in the sense that it was the story of michael myers and him being so terrified that led to the accident yeah and, the and fact it that began the, on that night yeah that night of the accident yeah and sorry i'm, I'm like going very long-winded you're good but, you're good you're good but it takes his storyline, it takes his character seriously in a way that hasn't really happened in the Halloween franchise, and I really like that it was a character yeah. study. Yeah, I like that too. I And I think, kind of piggybacking off of that, that's why they go so far to basically show that Michael is just human at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he finally, like, Halloween ends, like, he can be killed, and they're basically saying, like, these boogeymen, these things that we build up in our minds to blame, like they are just flesh and bone to a certain extent and can be defeated and can be like gotten rid of. We don't have to hold them up in like this Mm -hmm. uh, uh, immortal kind of regard. Uh, But no, I I think piggybacking off of that, again, the character study of Corey, I think is so interesting through the lens of Laurie too. Corey Laurie. Um, Corey Laurie because I think Lori sees herself in him Mm -hmm. and she chose through a long battle chose the side of good or the, she chose to see the good things in life and have a life. And she sees Corey making that other decision because she knows at some point there was a crossroads for her Yeah, and she had to make that decision, you know? Yeah, and because the community, again, yeah. that's where I love how Halloween ends really uh-huh. puts the onus on the community and the culpability on the community where yeah. where mm-hmm. Corey, as a victim, you know, true, like, he wasn't the one who fell off of the banister, you know, sure. off the stairwell. Sure, But yeah. it wasn't his fault. And so this tragedy happens to him. It's not his fault. And the community treats him as an outcast. And he can go one of two ways. Just like in kind of Christine, which is, I think, this movie's biggest influence, where you can either find power in a negative sense and have power to inflict trauma. Yeah. Or you can really look inside and find a way to um, lean on other people like like Lori or Lori's granddaughter who understand that kind of trauma. Yeah. And find your own community and and them and not worry about the outside community mm-hmm. and he can go one of two ways and in the david gordon green universe the very first halloween 2018 Lori was treated kind of similarly similarly in the community where she's this A pariah she's this of. crazy woman living out in this yeah. kind of kevin McAllister fied <laughs> you know like booby-trapped yep, yep. house mm-hmm. and pe- podcasters want to interview her like oh this crazy woman who survived this thing 20 years ago and won't let it go like she's yeah. weird she yeah. understands like you said she understands that mm-hmm. and court could go two ways and I-, I thought this movie really understands how real that can be in real life where victims um people who've experienced traumatic effects can be just as vilified as the perpetrators yeah. of that trauma yeah i thought uh can we talk a little bit about like Corey, the moment where Michael decides not to kill Corey, like right. he kind of sees they he flash sees yeah. that I guess he's killed someone mm-hmm. and Michael on a, from like on a spiritual level knows yeah. 
that he killed yeah. <laughs> this is where killed someone this is where it, it does become a little hokey and i sure. under, i understand people who say i like where the story was going it wasn't executed well i get that because it very much functions in an 80s way where it's right. a little schlocky it's a little hokey yeah. which i kind of like i, I to a certain extent that. i enjoy there being a part of the movie where it's just like we're in this we're yeah. gonna accept it we're gonna and keep it. rolling yep. like mm -hmm. i am i am gonna go with you yeah i'm gonna suspend my disbelief mm -hmm. and just go with you i i don't mind that and i do think that that's a very 80s thing and it's almost like with a lot of popular 80s horror some of it I don't like because it's too far on yeah. that side of things. But I don't I don't know. I didn't personally think this went too far. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, there was a scene like that and I decided to go with it. I didn't have a problem with yeah. it. And uh, but I understand. I kind of understand people that that would have a little bit of trouble. But uh, at the end of the day, I kind of liked it. It it, yeah. it, it, it it I feel like it kind of confirmed what we always kind of thought about michael mm -hmm. was that there's it there seems to be this weird sense of immortality or evil spirit like or like there's yeah. something going on that's like supernatural but you can't quite put your finger on it which i enjoy there not being answers yeah to that necessarily yeah. and uh, it it just felt like another like okay so there is something kind of happening with yeah, michael we don't something... really know what it is yeah but yeah, there, I, and I, I think that's like that. I think that's true to the franchise because I think when you get this deep into the Halloween movies, the movies start to, in a meta fashion, retroactively ask, "Why has Michael always been here and never died?" <laughs> yeah, and what I think Halloween ends is saying is, um, just like the Halloween franchise, like in real life as movies, won't go away, is because the viewing audience won't let him go uh -huh. it's like it's like 10 plus movies deep we've yeah. seen these stories before and we keep buying tickets like we can't let him go yeah the community in haddonfield is the same way yeah it doesn't matter how many times um michael brings real horrific trauma to people the town of haddonfield still treats him like he's a campfire tale to get their kicks off of yeah you know what i mean like like, ooh, it's my, it's like, no, if Michael existed in real life, you wouldn't be telling stories of like, ooh, Michael. No, he like straight up murdered people. Like, it's not like a lot. of It's, people. it's not a story you tell for fun yeah. and you don't, and you don't treat the victims of that, uh, so poorly like they do in the movie. And it's real quick, but there's like that montage in the beginning of the movie where you see the, um, after effects of the victims of Halloween kills yeah. and how like their spouses have like committed, you know, unalive right. themselves and stuff like that. And how, um, the community like talks about them in a very, like they're othering them like, Oh, those people, you know? Right. And, yeah. Um, the ripple effect basically of a traumatic yeah. event. Like yeah. it's not just the event there's people affected and yeah. like, there's a lot more that happens because of that. Yeah. yeah. So I think in this movie, Michael Myers is like the vehicle for the community's othering yeah. of certain people. Mm hmm. And uh, Corey kind of be in the same way because the community treats him so poorly when he gets power, just like in Christine, when he gets this powerful car, he uses that power as a way to cope for the bullying he had, the inadequacies he had. And a lot of people who are bullied, 
when they get power, they use that power to compensate for how they used to not have it. And then they inflict that power on others, just like as it was, as it was inflicted on them. Yeah. Um, and I thought that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I, I also, uh, enjoyed the kind of circular nature of, well, first of all, Michael Myers is living in a sewer. Oh, that was very much it. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so this is just like an evil that's been tucked away waiting to kind of, exactly. Uh, you know, waiting for its moment. And then you see him make his first kill of the movie and how he kind of like, almost like powers up where it's like, he's feeding off of like killing people, Mm -hmm. but it's like this circular nature of like, Michael kills people. The community like talks about it. It becomes toxic and it feeds him yeah, and, and it, it, gets, it like it feeds the evil and people don't and, want to address the evil in themselves so they push it down into yeah. the sewer and where it can't be seen yeah, yeah. and it feeds yeah. off of that you know that kind of toxic thing and then it comes all the way back to twitter it comes all the way back to twitter <laughs> twitter yeah. feeding on yeah. itself <laughs> no i think you're 100 percent right i think that's what i was trying to articulate is in this movie michael is the vehicle for the community's itself's own darkness and how in a very lynchian way they put it under the surface they hide Mm -hmm. it under their white picket fences and their you know americana traditional everything's great kind of aesthetic and they push it deep into the sewer and when it when that is repressed enough and it can't be hidden or you know tucked away anymore it comes out yeah through michael yeah and he almost is the vehicle in which the community can put their own ills on yeah and their own darkness on and he'll he'll do it for them well and it gets even more interesting whenever you think about like michael um for all intents and purposes seemed to be in a little like kind of rough shape down there yeah like evil was dying mm-hmm. but the community had been feeding on Corey. exactly and and Corey makes it down there and it like almost rejuvenates this yeah this like evil thing that's that's been tucked away yeah and it's that community again that that circular kind yeah. of because the thing. michael can't go away because the community will never address its own culpability for not only michael myers himself right but for all the other evil in the community yeah and i i, I think introducing Corey as a way to highlight that and say see even if michael's not out there there will always be someone to take his place because the actual um the the actual uh origination of this evil isn't just from michael it's from the community as well yeah yeah and if it's not michael someone else in the community will pick up that mantle because the community is never looking in the mirror and doing that work they're just placing it all on michael yeah oh the only thing bad with this community is michael myers if michael just went away then it would all be fine but instead thing, like yeah. you see it highlights all the other evil where people are mean to Lori, people are bullying Corey. um cory and victims and yeah and i thought the movie took that very seriously and did it for the most part very well i understand at the end it kind of reverted back to every other halloween movie sure yeah and um how Corey's fate ends i can see how you know that stuff i understand how it didn't pull off well and some people who didn't like the love story 
with um Lori's granddaughter. Yeah. It was a little like <laughs> it was a little eighties. It was a little hokey. Sure. But I, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I think it was fun too. And yeah. I think that is the uh, that is the word for this movie is fun. Mm-hmm. I you know, we've talked a lot about evil and trauma and stuff like that, which doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. But uh this Welcome I don't know. to the trauma podcast. <laughs> yeah, this was a I felt like a slasher in a true sense mm-hmm. and i really like bringing it back to those elements and i thought it was a fun movie to watch like i said it had my attention the whole time so uh for those reasons i liked it but uh how many uh how many giant knives out of five would you give this giant knives out of five um is that what we want? To, is that what we want to do? Giant? Knowledge? Oh, I don't know. I just that's what, else is what there? I just. Um, ho- there's masks. There's hobos. Motorcycle hobos. <laughs> well, you know, let's honor that hobo, that fallen hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we even say hobo nowadays? I actually don't know. I, I mean, know. is that a thing? I don't know. That you can't say. I've hobo. never. I don't really hear people say hobo anymore. In the... <laughs> I'm not. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the uh, unharmed yeah. community. Actually, I guess that's true. Yeah. It, it is. I just like I feel like hobo not, is very much from like the 1950s where like you know that's true. It's just like just like oh look at those you know yeah I think it, I think it technically feels very judgy. I think technically it's like the unhomed yeah now so is, yeah 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 so yeah I think you're right yeah. yeah yeah so let's skip using that as the star. I know these things because I'm on Twitter. That's true. Yeah there you go. Uh, no, we could do... Um, oh, what was the mask Cory wore? What was that? Um, it was a clown mask, the scare, the, No, it was like a. It was like the Scarecrow, right? From the Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, it was a... I thought it was like a clown mask. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> We're going to talk longer about what <laughs> yeah, the stars should yeah, be than anything a... else. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Grinders? Grinder? No, that seems weird. Like a grind? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What's just you know? That's honor. What's honor? Michael Myers and the sharp knives. Let's there just, we go. Yeah, there you go. I, I would sharp give knife. it. I would give it a solid three and a half sharp knives out of five. Yeah. Uh, I would. Uh, and we're only doing halves, right? You can do whatever you want. I only do holes and halves. I'll do holes and halves with you. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I'm gonna go. I mean, I like three and a half. But I don't want to have the same as you. Yeah. No, I'm going to do three and a half sharp knives. Why not? I'll do three and a half sharp knives because um, if we weren't doing halves, I might have bumped up a little bit. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go three and a half. My brain doesn't like I understand the difference between a three and a half and a four. But I do not understand the difference between a three and a half and a 3.7. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't like what? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. What is adding the extra point? Two. Like Maybe, I don't know. Well, I feel like if you do points like that, then it's fine. But if you're not doing points like that, you almost need to do ten stars. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just <laughs> you said yes, but you shook your head no. I, I said a yes is in like I don't know. <laughs> he said yeah. It's just I don't want to go on a whole rant about ratings. Like ratings are arbitrary <laughs> enough, but I feel like if you just stick to holes and halves, one, it, it kind of just like respects the filmmakers because I think it gets yeah. weird when you're like, well, this movie's a seven point two or no, yeah, it's yeah, a seven point yeah. nine, but it's not an eight. Just make it an eight. If I it's hear, a yeah. seven point nine or a seven point eight, make it an eight. Three and a half sharp knives, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three and a half. 
Okay, uh, maybe what quick, we're sticking with. quick final thoughts why we like the movie. Um, yeah, I liked it because I really enjoyed the storyline of Corey. I really, I really enjoyed where it took my mind. I, I was on his side and then I had to kind of go with it and make excuses for it. I thought that was really unique for a mm-hmm. Halloween movie. I don't usually have to do that. Usually I'm like, he's evil. They're good. Yeah. Like, clash. Uh, but there was a little ambiguity there, which That's I enjoyed. True. Yeah. And uh, I really liked that. Um, that That's probably the main thing. But I, I always enjoy kind of what Halloween does and the messaging around like true evil mm-hmm. and and uh, how a community can feed that. I thought that was a really, yeah. really, really good part about this movie. Yeah, I know it's called Halloween Ends um, and I know it can be hokey and it can be a little over the top. So yep, yep. Uh, we said this is defending Halloween ends, uh, but I respect anyone who didn't like it. Sure. I, I totally understand. I totally understand how someone could not like this movie. Like I get, said, it's a little schlocky at times. It's a little hokey. Uh-huh. Um, it takes a drastic turn from the Halloween franchise. But again, being this many movies into the Halloween franchise, the fact that it found new thematic ground to take the story yep. and new narrative ground. Like having binged all the Halloween movies up to this point, it was refreshing. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought it took Corey's character seriously. And as a character study, as a character driven film, I really appreciated that. Whereas th- so many movies in this franchise have no character work whatsoever. Yeah. Other yeah, than yeah. how is Michael going to kill this person? Yeah. I thought that was refreshing. Um, I liked how it, in a meta sense and re- uh, reflexively, looks back on what is the purpose of Michael in this community? Mm-hmm. How does Michael function in this universe? I thought was interesting and it gave me something to chew on after the movie. And you know what? It was just fun to see Michael Myers have a have a partner for once. Have a buddy. Have a buddy. Yeah. You know? It was good. I, I could see how that could, in the same way that like Malignant from last year, it just is a little too goofy at times, right. but I like, personally, I like a little bit of goofiness in my horror, just a little bit. I do too. And I've been, again, I've been rewatching uh, a lot of the Halloween movies and just realizing something I've never realized before, which is that Michael Myers has a real sense of humor. He does, dude. He's hilarious. That's the one thing, <laughs> like people in this movie were like, Michael like is a little goofy in this movie. And I'm like, go back to the very first John Carpenter Halloween. He's a he, goofball. He puts on a white bedsheet with glasses. <laughs> Michael Myers is a goofball. I was just talking about that last night. Yeah. I was like, see, because I'd been pointing it out in other movies. Yeah. I was like, look, he's like wearing a bedsheet with glasses. That's hilarious. Like he, yeah. he sneaks up on people disguised as other people yeah. as like the only reason you would do that is a personal it's laugh. It's a prank. Michael like, Myers likes pranks. Yeah, he, he does. does. He just takes them too far. But uh, if I am I misremembering, doesn't he like put a tombstone yes, in the bed? Does. Dude, that means yes. Michael Myers is committed to the bit. Yes. Michael Myers he loves does. bits. He lays out Laurie Strode's like best friend's dead body and yeah. puts a tombstone like Dude, above her body. You're telling me Michael Myers wasn't giggling to himself when he, he did that? He was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be <laughs> like, great. Yeah. And you know, he's like off in a closet, like, 
like yeah yeah like watching his prank unfold oh man he has a sense of humor he does anyone who's saying like this movie wasn't serious enough or michael myers wasn't cool enough look michael myers has been a dork this whole time a hundred percent been a dork it's a guy he likes wearing masks Mm -hmm. he likes pulling bits he likes watching people like he's a goober yeah he is a deranged goober yeah Definitely takes the pranks too far. He takes the pranks way too far. Way too far. But he's a prankster. So you can't tell me that this Michael Myers and Halloween Ends is drastically different from any other Michael Myers. Yeah. He's not. Yep. So I rest my case. The defense rests. The defense rests. (laughs) (laughs) Your honor, Michael Myers is a goober. (laughs) But that doesn't mean all of his movies are crap. Yeah. I, I would like to enter into evidence the white bed sheet and sunglasses he wore in the very first night. And in the second one where he comes up behind the lady in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like in the second movie, like he just straight up walks through glass, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he come on. Like he, he, he did that to show off. He yeah. could have, he could have just, you know, he could have tugged on the door. Yeah. He could have found another way in, mm-hmm. you know, and another thing about Michael is. He doesn't take straight lines, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he they'll be like you he's know in for, he's in it for the love of the game. Yeah, you you're gonna run down a hallway, out the entrance, hide in a car like mm-hmm. in the second movie. We're looking at that door like he's gonna be walking through that door at some point. Yeah, no, he goes around ambush style, mm-hmm. comes around the other way, takes the long route. Where you didn't see that coming. Nope. So yeah. you know he's a he's he's great. Yeah. And, you know, he always, every prankster needs a partner. And I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he got a little prankster buddy. After 10 plus movies, he yeah. found yeah. a buddy. Every Abbott needs a Costello, you yeah. know? So, come on. Yeah, that's come on. true. Okay. Uh, well, that's not, you, you might feel like we've talked about the Halloween franchise enough. <laughs> but let me tell you something. We're going to be coming at you again here soon ranking all of the halloween movies yes so you know we liked halloween ends but soon you will find out where in the canon we rank it yes so along with the rob zombie films along with the og films every every halloween movie (laughs) yeah so i don't want to get ahead of myself but i'm hoping act like the day of halloween we'll drop our full ranking uh Mm -hmm. podcast and video so be on the lookout for that um, but yeah, you know, the drill patreon.com slash why it's great sub to the YouTube channel, leave a, leave a review for our podcast. Yeah. Leave a little review. Yeah. Just say good. Yeah. And if uh, you're watching on YouTube, yeah, just three and just a half, good. three and a half sharp knives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please let us know in the comments what you thought of Halloween ends. Did you like it? Did you hate it? I just want to know what you think. I don't I don't really care if you disagree with us. I want to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hearing it from Twitter, so I might as well hear it from YouTube. Yeah. So. Evan. Yeah. Evan needs to know. Evan needs to know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think um, I think we've said enough. Again, the the defense rests. Defense rests. And I got to get to work. Yeah. There you go. So uh, see you next time. Bye.